You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Thursday, August the 12th of 2021. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. St. Louis Cardinals have a sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates and it was in, for the most part, dominating dominating fashion, and that's what we're talking about on today's show. Segments two and three are a crossover between Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates and myself, but this first one's all me, and we are talking about Adam Wainwright and his phenomenal, phenomenal performance in Wednesday's game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Haven't had a chance to talk about it yet, so we're going to talk about that here in segment number one, we are brought to you today by Locked on MLB. Be sure to join Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan, but call him Sully, on Locked on MLB for a unique look at the majors, both past and present, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked on MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to the Locked on MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, because tomorrow is the YouTube debut of the Locked on Cardinals podcast. Going to be exciting. We're talking Kansas City Royals, Jack Flaherty tomorrow, but that's for tomorrow. Today, let's go ahead and talk about Adam Wainwright and how phenomenal he was. His final line yesterday is he goes all nine. That's right, all nine innings. as Striking out seven, giving up just two hits, walking nobody. As he goes the distance, throwing just 88 pitches, 58 of them, four strikes. That is a remarkable, remarkable number. And he has just meant so much to this team. He means so much to this city, this franchise, this fan base as a whole. But looking at the smaller triple size of just this year, he has been remarkable. Playing stopper, giving the bullpen a rest when they need it. This is dating back even to last year. And that started against Chicago after the COVID layoff. They started against Cleveland after getting their behinds kicked in the first two games of that series. Adam Wainwright continues to step up season after season, and again, I really, really want to encourage you guys to just appreciate what Adam Wainwright is doing with the baseball here in 2021. It's really, really, in my opinion, unheard of, of what this man is doing. He is absolutely remarkable, 100% gutty, gritty. He's an old-style pitcher in a new-style game, and he is proving to each and every one of us to each and every one of us, that he does not, that you do not need velocity to pitch at this level. He's not breaking 90. He's barely, he's barely breaking 90, I should say. He's not touching 95. He doesn't have that anymore. He might have back in his day, but not anymore. He's got pinpoint control, relying on his movement, and that curveball still is as good as ever. Just a few notes about Adam Wainwright that I mentioned in Locked On Now video and some extra ones as well. He has given up less than four runs in 12 of his last 14 starts. 12 of 14. 11 of those 12 are quality starts. ZRA is 2.65 in his last 15 starts with a whip of 0.93. He is second in the major leagues. Second, not only in the National League, second in the major leagues in innings pitched. He's got 23 starts. 
Just like the leader, Zach Wheeler, 148 two-thirds of an innings pitch. That is one above third place, Walker Bueller, who also has 23 starts. 15 quality starts for Wainwright. That's here, here and there. ERA of 3.27. That is his personal lowest since 2014. That is excluding last year's COVID-shortened season and excluding 2015 when he had a 1.61 ERA in his uh, seven games, four of those being starts in 28 innings uh, when he ruptured his Achilles and had to sit out for uh, five months of that season. He, he's having just a remarkable season. Is he going to win the Cy Young? Is he the best pitcher in Major League Baseball? No, probably not. But we should still appreciate Adam Wainwright for what he is doing right now on the field. And if you want to look at war, this is his highest war since that 2016 season. 2.8 was it in 2016. 2.6 is it this year. It was 2.2 in 2019. So as good and as solid as he was in 2019, ERA is a little high. He's better this season, and he's going to eclipse most likely that 170 and two-thirds innings mark as well. This is, I mean... This this has the chance for him to be the highest WAR season according to Fangraphs since 2014, when his WAR was 4.9, career high coming a year before that at 6.2. What Adam Wainwright is doing is remarkable. He is going to be 40 in 17 days. 40. Adam Wainwright steps up each and every time out. I mean, there just aren't enough superlatives as to what Adam Wainwright is doing this season. And in the age of starters only going six, seven innings, eight on a great day, he leads the league in complete games. He led the league last year in complete games as well with two. This year he's got three. He's got a shutout as well. This could be his third time leading the leagues in complete games. He did so as well back in 2014, or 13, excuse me, with five. He also had five in 2013. He led the league in shutouts in 13 and 14 with two in 13 and four. 3 and 14. Led the league in innings pitched 2013 as well, 241 and two thirds of an inning. I don't think he's getting a 240 innings this season, but still, for him to be 39 years old, 148 and two thirds innings pitched, with still a month and a half to go in this season, yes, the Cardinals are probably not going to make the playoffs, but this is still a story worth watching. He's got 296 starts with Yadier Molina. That's a, that's a stat, that's a milestone worth watching, worth paying attention to. He is all around just about as good as you can ask him to be at the age of 39. Just remark is a remarkable human being. He's a remarkable pitcher, remarkable athlete. Just all around positives for Adam Wainwright. And I, but before I go any further, I want to say this not only about Adam Wainwright, but about the sweep in general. Yes, it was against the Pittsburgh Pirates. I understand that. I understand that the Pittsburgh Pirates are last in the National League Central. I understand that the Pittsburgh Pirates are 41-74. and 74. I understand that. I also understand how hard it is to throw a complete game at the Major League level. I also understand how hard it is to throw a shutout at the Major League level. And I also understand how hard it is to do both of those things in under 100 pitches. And that's exactly what Adam Wainwright did. Adam Wainwright, even though it was against the 2021 Pittsburgh Pirates, even though that team was historically bad, this was still one of, if not the best, Adam Wainwright starts in his career. 88 pitches, 7 strikeouts, shutout baseball. 
you throw in the fact as well that he had two hits and an RBI in this game. He drove in more runs than he allowed. That is not something everybody can say. And after this season, nobody might ever be able to say that again as the DH is coming and coming fast for Major League Baseball, for the National League, I guess I should say. But Adam Wainwright is just phenomenal. I'm running out of things to say about him. Most efficient shutout in Cardinals history. One of the oldest players ever to throw a Maddox. Just phenomenal. Having one of the best seasons for age players ages 39 and up from a pitcher standpoint. This is not something everybody can do. This might be one of the last times we see somebody at the age of 39 have a season like this. Because they don't build them like Adam Wainwright anymore. And I'm not saying, I know I'm only 21. I'm not trying to sound too old here. They don't build them like they used to. But there aren't many Adam Wainwrights to go around anymore. Adam Wainwright is a pitcher for the ages, if only for the fact that he is still average to above average at the age he is. Again, I'm not saying that he's a Cy Young candidate this year or anything of that nature. But for him to be as good as he has been this season is remarkable and should be should not be rather taken for granted. We should appreciate what we're seeing day in and day out from the wonderful, the magnificent Adam Wainwright. Just absolutely phenomenal season. I've used that word a lot. That There aren't enough superlatives to describe Adam Wainwright. Tremendous, wonderful, phenomenal, stellar, shut down, fantastic, fantastic. Whatever you want to say about Adam Wainwright, overall and last night, he was it. Nine innings, seven strikeouts, no earned runs, and one wonderful memory for St. Louis Cardinal Nation. And, above all, a Cardinal win. And nobody can complain about a Cardinal win, especially this season when they seem to come few and far between. But the Cardinals get three of them this week against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Ethan Smith is going to join me next of Locked on Pirates to break down the three-game set, what went wrong for the Pirates, what went right for the Cardinals, what to look forward to as a Pirate fan, and the Carlson versus Hayes debate. So all that and more coming up in segments two of three of Locked on Cardinals. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while it's the person behind the counter that is ordering the parts on their computer, only choosing the brand their warehouse happens to carry? Well, now you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you could possibly need, from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com This episode is also brought to you in part by Wild Alaskan Company. You're used to having a lot of choices when it comes to what you eat, but it matters where your food comes from, so get nutrition from nature. The Wild Alaskan Company sources wild-caught seafood from Alaska and the Pacific Northwest, delivering high-quality, sustainably-sourced wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company Seafood is how nature intended it to be. 
always wild, never farmed or modified, and contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership anytime, and they offer 100% satisfaction or your money back. So get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box. wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use that URL to let them know that we sent you. What's up, Locked On Pirates and Locked On Cardinals listeners? We have a crossover post-game show edition after the Cardinals three-game sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates in PNC Park. I am the St. Louis Cardinal mega fan, host of Locked On Cardinals, Lucas Smith, joined by not relative, but same last name, host of Locked On Pirates, Ethan Smith. Ethan, how's it going? Uh, well, for how much we talk about the Cardinals and the Pirates together, we might as well be relatives, but I'm doing all right. <laughs> I am, of course, your host that does the most over here at Locked on Pirates, who also predicted on Monday or on Tuesday that we would see a two out of three series win for the Pirates. And obviously, based on some things that did not happen, that didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, that's how I'm feeling about that. Don't take my betting advice. Use betonline.ag's betting advice. There you go. Or go head over to Locked On Bets, and they can give you some some, some great yeah. advice there too. Maybe but I need to go over there. <laughs> nevertheless, the Cardinals do pull off a sweep. And Ethan, at this point, you know, like you mentioned off air, seventy three loss team. Before we go game by game, what 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 do Pirates fans have to look forward to? What what do you think is in the works prospect wise? What what do you think is in the future for the Pittsburgh Pirates? Everything prospect-wise, sadly, is pretty much 2023-ish. So I'm not saying next year is going to be completely the same because obviously Ben Charrington is a mastermind and can figure out anything in the offseason and make this team at least somewhat relatively mediocre, not bottom three in the league. As far as what to look forward to, I mean, you saw in today's game, Colin Moran, can he consistently be that power bat in the lineup that you really need? Um, Hoyun Park has been awesome for the Yankees. He's done very good things. If it wasn't for him on Tuesday night, we get no hit in that game. And he actually hit a home run in that game, which was fun as I can literally recap the games. And I mean, outside of that, do we see Michael Chavis and Tucapita Marcano this year? Two guys that were also acquired at the deadline. Does key Brian Hayes get out of this funk of not being able to hit anything inside on him at all? Um, JT Brubaker has fallen from grace. I want to see if he can pick it back up. Uh, Bryce Wilson, another guy who we picked up in trade from Atlanta. He's been relatively good through his first two starts, her first couple starts. And even Steven Braun has been as well. But if you're asking me what to look forward to, just look at the individual growth of these players. Look at the growth of even the coaching staff. Derek Shelton, to me, this season has come a long way than he did in 2020. Obviously, in 2020, he didn't really have a lot of time to do things. But he's come a long way. Key Brian Hayes, come a long way. Can Mitch Keller ever figure it out? That's going to be another big question. There's a ton of questions still, and of course, I cover them every day. And I mean, realistically, there's a different question that arises from it every single day that you watch this team, even if they are 33 games under 500. Yeah, definitely Cardinals and Pirates are, at least at the moment, in different different uh, arenas. Cardinals are two games above 500 for the first time since June 16th. They've been hovering at that 500 mark. So something Cardinal Nation really isn't used to in terms of just hovering at 500 as the Brewers have gone out of this world. Corbin Burns out of that major league record yesterday. Um, 
So they've run away with the division, unlike I thought they would. So credit to Milwaukee there. Uh, but but nevertheless, still some baseball to break down. We'll go ahead and start with, with game one happening back on Tuesday. As you mentioned, Pirates only able to muster up one hit. That one hit was a home run as J.A. Happ turned back the clock. He looked like he yeah. was a Pittsburgh Pirate back in 2015 when he had a sub-2 ERA back in 2015 for the Buccos. As he goes six innings, strikes out five, gives up just that one hit in the Cardinal bullpen, turns in three um, three no-hit innings. Helsley gives up a walk in that seventh inning. But this, this in my opinion, the, the Cardinals had to fight, scratch, and claw for their game three win. But games one and two were pretty much just complete and utter domination by the pitching staff, and the Pirates couldn't get anything going against either one of them. Yeah, and the offense, that's been an issue all year, and especially when you trade a guy like Adam Frazier at the deadline who had the best batting average in the NL at the time. Obviously, you're going to see a depletion in it. But even before that, there's just not a lot of power in this lineup, which obviously nowadays you already know this better than anyone having two of the best power hitters in baseball and Goldschmidt and Arenado. You need those guys that, if you're down, say, 4-1 to one, like the Pirates were, that can hit a home run and immediately you're down two runs. I mean, that's just what you need, and the Pirates don't have it. Colin Moran's been doing it. Ryan Reynolds does it. Key Brian Hayes, not really there yet, but I think he'll get to that point. But, I mean, yeah, it was nice to see J.A. App do good against us. I mean, 2015, he was absolutely awesome. He had a sub-2 ERA. Some people argued he should have started in the 2015 NL wildcard game against the Cubs. As you said before we uh, recorded, wouldn't have made a difference anyway because Jake Arrieta was superhuman <laughs> that year. Um, and then of course, it's like every time you play the Cardinals as a Pirates fan, former demons just find a way to come back. Um, Jay Happ does what he does and goes off. And then we all remember the wonderful 2013 year where Adam Wainwright said, Hey guys, my name's Adam Wainwright. You're up 2 one here in PNC park. Yeah. Screw you. Um, and it was actually kind of funny. Our Pirates broadcast was talking about Wainwright the entire game for some reason. It was just like they were infatuated with him more than the game. It was the first time that he pitched, I believe, five shutout innings at PNC Park since 2010. Is that right? That's insane. But then you also take in the dominance that the Cardinals have had at PNC the last 21 times. I think they're 19 and two. It's it's very wild to think that Wainwright, that's the first time he's pitched a shutout game at PNC Park in 11 years. But the team has also only lost twice in the last 21, uh, 21 tries. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And, you know, go ahead and transition into game two with that Adam Wainwright start. Two hit shutout, throws a Maddox, also has two hits and an RBI in that game. Yep. Had as many hits as he gave up. Just straight dominance. You know, talked about this a little early on, uh, on and talked about this pretty much anytime he goes out. He's just unbelievable. At 39 years old, what he's doing is really unheard of in the sport of baseball. His ERA is his lowest since 2014. That does not include last year because of COVID shortened or 2015 when he only made seven starts. But he has turned back the clock, has a resurgence, and he is just straight up dominating. He's only given up, he's given up four runs twice in his last 14 starts. Every other time he's gone out three runs or less. Um, 11 of those 12 are quality starts where he goes at least six innings. There's really not much more you can ask him out of a guy like Adam Wayne. Just complete domination. And it just looked like nobody on the Pittsburgh Pirates could get anything going against him on, on Wednesday night. Yeah, no. And I mean, that's kind of just been the thing against Adam Wainwright ever since I've known about being a Pirates fan. That's been the thing ever since I've seen Adam Wainwright. As soon as you see that number four in the backstop and Adam Wainwright pitching, you might as well just go ahead and chalk it up as a loss that day. 
And I thought it was funny, too, that you mentioned, can Adam Wainwright just pitch all 162 games against the <laughs> Pirates and go 162-0? and 0? Um, That would probably be very possible. Again, though, I mean, the second game, I didn't really expect much. That was the game when I was predicting the series for us to win two of three. That was the game I said we would lose, and we did lose. Um, and Will Crow didn't look particularly terrible mm-hmm. in that start at all. I mean, four and two-thirds, only one earned run, four Ks, and three walks. That's a lot better than what we've seen from him. But again, when you just don't have an offense and you have three combined hits in the first two games, it just makes things tough. I mean, there's no way you can ask any of your starting pitchers to go out there and say, yeah, you're probably getting maybe three or four hits if you're lucky. Go out there and throw five shutout innings every single day. It's not going to happen. And that's, I think that does weigh on the confidence a lot of the starting pitching. It's not as bad as people like to think it is. There are bad pitchers in this lineup. Will Crow being one, Chase DeYoung being one, Mitch Keller at the moment. And I don't know if he's ever going to fix it still being one, but you have good guys like JT Brubaker who struggled mightily over his last eight starts. Um, Miguel Yahure, when he's healthy, awesome guy. He's a Phenomenal. And then I mentioned Stephen Brault and Bryce Wilson. You guys avoided Stephen Brault. And I think if Stephen Brault would have pitched here, from what I know, the Cardinals aren't the greatest team against left-handed pitching. So they he probably would have did fine. But the first two games were kind of like, well, I guess we're getting the offensive snooze fest. And then game three, as we watched together today, was just a roller coaster ride. <laughs> One break in the action between Ethan and myself to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, as NFL, NBA, even, and college football, especially, are all around the corner. You can also get golf and UFC MMA action as well. So, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are prepping for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by entering the promo code Locked On. That is a 50% welcome bonus by entering the promo code Locked On. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It really was. And, and Stephen Brault actually did pitch on, on Tuesday. Not to, I, um, I yes. had short-term memory loss. <laughs> and he actually, and to your point, he did well. He did five innings, just two earned, struck out six. Those two weren't, came on two home runs. And I, I mm-hmm. talked about on the pod on uh, Tuesday previewing this series, Stephen Brault doesn't give up very many home runs at all. I think his homers per nine were one and point nine respectively in the last two years. So Stephen Brault did do well. I mean, it, this to, to me, for the, from Pirates' perspective, was a gut punch from the get-go. Because on Tuesday, you had a leadoff home run by Tommy Edmond and then a home run in the second inning. So automatically, in the first two innings, you're right away down 2 nothing. And then mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday comes along, you got Adam Wainwright on the hill. You know it's going to be an uphill battle. And once that three spot was put up on the six, you knew it was going to be over. But like you mentioned, today was a little bit of a different story. You had a little bit of, of intrigue in this game as the Cardinals win 7-6. to six over the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it was one of those games that it seemed that the, the, the Pirate, the Cardinals couldn't put the Pirates away. The Cardinals mm-hmm. got out to their seven, uh, got, got their seven runs that got that one insurance run in the ninth, which ended up being huge because of the home run in yeah. the final half of the, of the ninth inning. Uh, but the Cardinal bullpen was just phenomenal tonight. I mean, it, it include, despite those two home runs that Andrew Miller and Alex Reyes gave up, 
Just phenomenal work by McFarlane, Garcia, Cabrera, and Gallegos. Cabrera and Gallegos look filthy tonight, uh, or this this afternoon, I guess I should say. Cabrera with two punch outs and Gallegos with three strikeouts. When this Cardinal bullpen is on, they are on. They can get the job done. Uh, but credit to the Pirate bullpen as well for for keeping things intact for the most part. And you know, this is one of those games where. Where what if, you know, what if Paul Goldschmidt doesn't get that double on top after the ninth Pirates that run in the bottom half ends up being the tying run. Uh, game three was a lot closer than, than any other, than any of the other three, two games. Yeah. Nice little Marvel tie in there, man. Nice <laughs> little Marvel. What if tie in already? What if that did happen? What alternate reality? You never know. What, um, what, what branch would have, would have been created if one would have gone foul? I always there. like to think that there's a branch of reality where the Pirates have 27 world championships. <laughs> like the um, but either way, I mean, yeah, today was nice. Uh, again, JT Brubaker, unfortunately, that fourth inning was really his biggest part of why he lost and credited his 12th loss. I mean, you can't give up, what was it, two home runs in mm-hmm. the um, – I believe, yeah, it was uh, DeYoung and Notebar who actually had his first home run, I believe, at the major league level. Yep. That kind of set things over. I mean, it was five to four at that point. And it's so wild to say, oh, it's the fifth inning and it's five to, or fourth inning, it's five to four. Oh, things are probably okay. We can score some runs. Not from the Pirates' perspective. If you fall behind fourth inning or later, things get rocky. And then you gave up another run in the sixth, uh, which didn't help either. And then again, you brought up the insurance run and the importance of it because Brian Reynolds, who I think is going to get some MVP uh, MVP votes at the end of the year and should win the gold glove in center field, just didn't play all day, comes in, hits a home run. He's like, yeah, okay, this is just another day at the office for me. And the thing that's crazy about it is all at the deadline, all you heard was, why is Reynolds still on the Pirates? Well, he's showing you why, because if he wasn't, I don't know what direction this team would be going in. And I will be 26 years old when his contract runs out. I'm 22 right now. (laughs) So that should give you some perspective as to why a guy like Adam Frazier, who's a free agent after next year, and a guy like Brian Reynolds, who is under T-control until almost 2027, is still here. Yeah, and I think baseball is such a different sport, too, where it's not like you can just kind of go complete tank, complete rebuild. You've still got to have players to build around. I think the Pirates do have that a little bit in, in a Brian Reynolds, in a key Brian Hayes, and we'll talk about Hayes still in a moment. But at the end of the day, you can try and tank all you want. You, you can go that route, and some teams have to do that at some point. I get it. But you still have to have some major league talent. They have mm-hmm. that with those two guys. Colin Moran has absolutely murdered St. Louis Cardinal pitching. I think I yeah. um, hit over 500 in the, against the Cardinals this season. And it was just one of those things. He hit basically the same pitch out tonight or to today. Excuse me. I keep saying tonight. Um, two sliders that he just absolutely demolished and continues to kill the Cardinals. He killed the Cardinals when the Pirates took three to four at Bush Stadium earlier this season. I think for, for Cardinals too, this was kind of a revenge because the Cardinals don't lose very many games at home, at least traditionally speaking. They don't lose very many games at all to the at home to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And after Pittsburgh came in and took three out of four, all credit to him. I think the Cardinals came back with a little bit of a vengeance to, to get a to get the three game sweep today. Well, yeah, and it doesn't help that Max Cranick, if it wasn't for the damn weather in St. Louis, was pitching a perfect or a no hitter through five innings. Right. Yeah. MLB debut. I was like, man, this has this, that had to suck for him, dude. Like you're like going off, and then a rain delay is the reason you can't go back out there. Cause I really think in that he would have at least went seven innings. Oh, yeah, he was cruising. But I mean, you brought up Hayes too, and I want to tell people this. I did bring up that he's in a slump, okay? 
He's also a rookie. We went over this before the season started, the whole Dylan Carlson versus Key Brian Hayes thing. Now it's Taylor Rogers and Jazz Chisholm, and they're literally on the same team. So it's like rookie of the year is probably – or Brennan, did I say the right name? Yeah, you did. Yeah, okay. I was going to say Rogers is winning it. He's going to get Cy Young votes. He's winning rookie of the year this year. Don't let anybody fool you in saying no. But considering where Hayes is, he still has yet to even play a full season of baseball. He's still a rookie. He's still a very good player, but he's still a rookie. He's batting 250. People are acting like he's batting at the Mendoza line right now based on like what he did last year, which to some extent, I mean, when you bat 396 in your first 23 games, people are going to get excited and expect you to be in a certain spot. But whenever you look at his stats against St. Louis, 20 at-bats and six hits, not bad against a team that actually has a pretty decent staff for the most part. And I mean, yeah, he hasn't been the same self that he was whenever he was hitting a home run on opening day against the Cubs or last year. But when you're talking about him, even though Nolan Arenado was kind of the same way, they compare a lot. They're both very good defensive first, first baseman, even though Nolan Arenado's bat has caught up to him over his career as well. I think Hayes is going to be the same way. And there's only a way to go up here. And I know Dylan Carlson's the same way. People have to realize that about baseball, especially as rookies are not like in the NBA and the NFL where they come mm-hmm. in immediately and make things happen. Sometimes it does happen, but Hayes is not like a generational talent as of right now. I wouldn't give him that token. Right. And he's not the best player on this team either. The best player on this team is number 10, Brian Reynolds. I will say that and die on that hill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's always a fun debate, rookie. Of the year. I think that's one that we talked a lot about going into the year. And then I don't have the stats in front of me from the Pittsburgh series earlier, but Brian Hayes, two out of 11 with four strikeouts and Dylan Carlson, five out of 11. Very small sample size, but this round does indeed go to Dylan Carlson. But I agree with you 100%. The, the, these guys need time. And especially, I think Pittsburgh might Pittsburgh fans might be starting to get a little impatient. They want results. Keep Brian Hayes flashed a lot of results last year, even flashed results like you mentioned this year before he got hurt. And who, who knows? Again, a what-if question. What if he doesn't get hurt? What if he continues mm-hmm. his, his storage stretch and continues to, to dominate at the major league level? We're never going to know. I think this is one of those things that both Dylan Carlson and Key Brian Hayes are going to develop, and they're both going to take time to develop. And in my opinion, despite the struggles that they Dylan Carlson has struggled a little bit this year, um, mm-hmm. but despite both their struggles, I think they both develop into generational type stars, or at least going to be very solid major league baseball players, very high floor, very, very high ceiling for both these guys, in my opinion. Yeah. And I would agree a hundred percent. And I mean, there's guys all around the division that are like that now. I mean, the Cubs acquired Nick Madrigal. He's very high ceiling, high floor. Um, the Brewers have Ethan Small. He's another high ceiling, high floor, uh, high floor player. Jonathan India over in Cincinnati has proved the same thing. He's a very high floor, high uh, ceiling guy. The NL Central might not be the greatest division right now, but in about three or four years' time, when the Cubs are done with their retool, Pirates are contending, hopefully. The Reds maybe keep everything together. This could be a AL East kind of division in three or four years' time. I, it would not surprise me in the slightest. No, for sure. And especially, like you said, if the Brewers continue to develop pitching like they do, because they seem to turn out pitching every other year now with Burns, yeah. Woodruff, Hader, St. Louis native Peralta, 
you know, the Brewers could be around for a while as well. So it could, it could be fun in years to come. Uh, but from here on out, like you mentioned, Ethan, it might be just looking at individual storylines, looking at who's going to grow uh, for both the Cardinals and the Pirates, because despite the Cardinals getting a sweep here, they beat Kansas City two out of three last weekend. This team's not making the postseason. Um, unless it would, it you would take an astronomical like downpour from like two different teams. Two or three teams. It would have to be a combination of the Brewers, Dodgers, Giants, Reds, Phillies, Braves, Mets, two or three of those teams would have to fall at the face of the earth. And as much as I would love to see the Cardinals do a 2011 type run, not sure that they have it in them. Uh, but Ethan, that's going to do it for, for this uh, little mini crossover that we've got going. Uh, why don't you tell my listeners where they can find you and uh, where they can hear your work as well? Of course, you guys can hear me at Locked on Pirates on Twitter as well as at MVP underscore Ethan, where me and Lucas had a ton of fun this week. Uh, I guess Lucas is also a Pirates fan this weekend as we play the Brewers in PNC Park. This Absolutely, weekend. I am. <laughs> so he's a Pirates fan this weekend. Um, but you uh, pretty much other than that, I mean, I do have my own personal blog that I do on Pittsburgh sports called ESS Sports Talk. I also talk about National Basketball Association and NFL as a whole. So NFL season. Already around the corner, I mean, the Steelers play a preseason game tonight again for the second time already, which I find insane. Crazy. Um, but, yeah, that's where you can find all of my stuff. Love it. I'm on Twitter at LJ Fastball. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show with any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. And starting Friday, August the 13th, YouTube debut for Locked On Cardinals, so be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. So thanks for listening, Pirate Nation and Cardinal Nation. And until Ethan and I talk to you again, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.